Welcome to Precious Beloved and Something Else. In today's episode, we're talking about a huge announcement that Mallory and I have, Mallory's love for Honduras, how to get full-fledged, and the importance of mission. So get settled in, grab a nice hot fudge sundae, and enjoy the podcast. Are you ready for this big announcement, Katie? Oh yeah, Mallory, tell them what it is. Okay, guys, it's official. Katie and I are going to be roommates. What? 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 I had no idea. Oh my gosh, I would have thunk. Just kidding. This has been like in the works since I don't even know a long time. Yeah, this is like January. I don't even remember how I asked you to be my roommate, but it's been a whole process. It doesn't happen, but it finally was confirmed two days ago or a day ago. Yeah, so it's just amazing. We're both super excited to be living in G Vegas together. It's going to be great. And um, yeah, blessed is she. If you would like love to sponsor us or just like throw us a bunch of free stuff our way, we would really love to see it because you're going to be taking all of our money for our dorm decoration. So hit us up. Just kidding. But yeah, we're really excited. Disney, Jesus Room, like it really doesn't get much better than that. And Harry Potter, like come on, man. We're telling you top tier room. ECU, I know you had this like best decorated room contest thing. So we're going to win this year. I'm very, very confident about it. For sure. Everybody better be trying to live up to our standards. But yeah, so that's the big announcement. We're both, yeah, really excited. But Katie, what else, what other updates do you have for us? So I think the last time we recorded was about two, three weeks ago, something like that. And last week, I finished up my math class, and it was awesome um, to be able to say that I'm done with it. That five-week course, really, S-U-C-K-E-D, it was real, real, real bad. But, you know, it's over with, so I'm glad it's done. Uh, Also, about two weeks ago, I went to a wedding and got to go to Mass for the first time since quarantine started. My boyfriend's sister was getting married, um, and it was just really awesome to just be at a wedding and be at a Mass again, so I was just so happy to be a part of it. Um, Fun fact, the wedding was actually at Mallory's home parish in St. – sorry, at St. Therese in Wilson, North Carolina, so if you go to St. Therese – the church is really awesome and really, really, really beautiful. Let's go. Um, the day before the wedding, I went to the like wedding rehearsal with them, and I was able to go to confession for the first time in months. So I was really, really, really glad to go to confession, and I got some really good feedback from the priest. So shout out to Father Jeffrey. Thank you so much for hearing me out and giving me some good advice. Um, so I was in a good state with my homeboy, Jesus. Love to see it. Um, and also another cool thing that happened was the bride had asked me to sing during communion. Um, I got to sing the groom's favorite worship song. It's I Will Rise by Chris Tomlin. And I was just really, really honored to have been asked to sing at the wedding and perform um, because it's something that I'll never forget. It's something that they'll never forget. And it was just a really nice experience. Um, I just really admire their perseverance throughout it all, especially with Corona. I'm sure that that was not their original plan for their wedding, but the fact that they were still so willing and eager to receive the sacrament of matrimony was really beautiful, and they just made the best out of that entire day, and I just really think that was really beautiful and inspiring. So congratulations again, Danielle and Rick. Awesome sauce. I don't know if I should talk about the lake because, girl, it's- You do! It's funny! 
Anywho, what happened? So, you know, here's the tea, guys. Your girl Katie was scrolling through Instagram, and then I see this post on Mallory's story, and she's on a lake, and she's like in this like donut-looking tube, and she's getting whipped around like like a rag doll. And I'm like, oh my gosh, Mallory, do tell us what happened. Once upon a time, um, two of my good friends have lake houses at um, Lake Gaston here in North Carolina. So I've been going up there a lot during the summer because it's kind of, it's a really good way to hang out and it's not like a huge crowd or anything. It's just, yeah, at the lake. So it's really good. My alarm to pray is going off. We love that. Um, But yeah, so we were at the lake and one of the dads was like, I'm going to take y'all out on the tubes. And the last time I was on the tubes, your girl got like banged around. So I was like, "Mm." I don't really think I'm going to go this time, right? So we did a few rounds of tubing, and I was just taking pictures. And they're like, Mal, you got to go on for this last round. Like, you can do it, man. And I was like, I'm really not feeling it. Like, I don't know. And they're like, you have to go. So I was like, okay. Put on my life vest. And I went with um, two of my good friends, Brenly and Patricia, Patty. It was awesome. Like, y'all, we were screaming on this tube, because when you hit the wakes of other boats and stuff, like, you just go in the air, and you hang on for dear life, like, if you have an itch on your arm, like, you let go, you die, man, you're going flying, last time, my good friend Ian just went flying in the air, man, it was wild, so, it was just a really great experience, did I scream some things, yes, we did in class, I was very proud of myself, but we were singing Roxanne on that boat. Like, we were just bopping, trying to just get, like, into the unknown. Just really just trying to distract ourselves because I was low-key terrified. And just, mm, it was an experience. So, yeah, if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you saw that video. If you want to see and you don't follow me, just shoot me a DM. I'll send you that just really beautiful video of me screaming on a float. It's amazing. But yeah, I think that's all the updates we have. So I guess we're going to just jump right in to the main topic of today's episodes, which is all about mission trips. Um, so kind of a unique thing about um, this episode, it's we're both sharing our own experiences and we didn't know each other while going on these trips. So it might be like more individual than previous episodes, but you're in, you're in for a good treat because we're both really passionate about this topic. So I guess I'll start off um, today, actually, June 28th, is the two-year anniversary of me leaving to go on my mission trip to Honduras, which, oh my gosh, y'all, if you can go, please just hear me out, or if you're thinking about mission, or if, I don't know, somehow, yeah, you're intrigued by it, hear me out, because it will change your life. So um, we kind of have our own experiences grouped off into, like, little sections, so right now I'm going to just talk to you guys about before mission and then while I was on mission. Um, So before going to Honduras, I was terrified. I remember talking to my one um, friend, Alex. She's like, I could never see you. Like, this sounds like something you would never do because it was so out of my comfort zone. And I was so scared, y'all, like terrified. And it was just wild. But a cool story that involves Katie and I kind of was that while I was discerning going on mission and going to Honduras, I was in Chapel Hill to for some play I had to go to for extra credit in school, and we had to go to Mass. Me and my friend Ian 
So we were in the church and I was just praying before mass, like, hey God, if you want me to go to Honduras, like give me a sign, which is, I don't know. But I just said that anyway. And of course, during mass, your girl got a little distracted during the homily as one does sometimes. But the priest said this word Honduras and it brought me right back. It, like brought me, I don't know, it just drew my attention, obviously, because I was like, hello, what is going on? And he starts talking about this mission he went on or something. So he did something in Honduras and it was really cool. It was two years ago, so it was kind of a while ago. But it was really cool. And the cool thing about it is it was at Katie's home parish. Hello. Shout out to anyone who goes there. That is awesome. Y'all have a really bomb priest. That's super cool. But yeah. Lord, Chapel Hill. Let's Let's go. go. It's so crazy. So it was just a really wild experience that, I don't know, God was like, calling katie and i to eventually be friends i feel like in that moment like at the same church like that's wild y'all out of all the churches i could have went to but mallory and i have had multiple times in our lives where like we have crossed paths but like just did not know it like just like short little story here so we had that mass mallory and i don't know if we were at the same one but it's very like possible that we could have been at the same mass Two years ago, we were both at the Basilica of Immaculate Conception for the North Carolina Mass at the March for Life, and we were at the same orientation, and we just did not know it. So it's wild that it's crazy. God had to like put us together so many times. Like, come on, just be friends, be friends, be friends. For real, He was just trying out there, and Katie and I are in our own little worlds, just vibing. <laughs> But it worked out. So thank you, Jesus. I know. Thank you, God. But yeah, it's just crazy. But um, yeah, so back to Honduras. Um, super nervous to go, to say the least. And even those first few days, I was – not the first few. Like the first yeah day, day and a half, I was like, I don't think I'm supposed to be here. Like I really am not feeling this because I was just so nervous. I was in a foreign country by myself, like with none of my parents, which – is just crazy to me and um, I was with my good friends but it was still really scary but let me just tell you this trip turned out amazing so I'm going to give you just a quick little um run through of what our days kind of look like so you would wake up early I think it was around six seven um in Honduras time I don't know what that is right here but um so you'd wake up early go to mass then we would have morning prayer, which oh, if you guys can do morning prayer and night prayer, if you can, oh my gosh, I don't do it right now, but I need to get back into the habit because it really just starts your day right and ends it right. It's amazing. Then we have breakfast and breakfast in Honduras slaps y'all rice for breakfast. Like it was delicious. I loved it. Then you would go into these villages. So I was assigned to, um, El Paradiso in Honduras and this other one I forgot we were only there for a day but El Paradiso was the main village that we went to and oh my gosh it is paradise like maybe not the living conditions but the people make it seem like paradise because they are just the most happy people you'll ever meet and um we would hang out with the kids from the village in the morning kind of do like a vacation bible school for them and um I said they love you so much like if you have an American accent or anything if you're wearing one of the purple missionaries of Christ shirts they will come up to you and hug you and not let go and it was like the cutest thing I've ever seen and then after we would have the little vacation bible school thing we would go on house visits 
And the interesting part about El Paradiso is that there are um, some steep parts of it, and your girl is a little clumsy. So did I fall down? Did I fall down a hill multiple times? 100%. They're like, Mallory, use your knees when you're like, like hiking and stuff. And girl, I just, we, we fell a few times, but it was fine. The house visits were really one of the most cool parts of the trip for me, just that they were willing to invite us into their homes. And not all these people were Catholic and they just wanted to talk about Jesus with us. And it was really cool. And I didn't even speak Spanish. We had a translator with us, Kate. I love her to death. Ah, love her. But just hearing how open they were to hearing what we had to say. And we're high schoolers. And these people are obviously much older than us. And I don't know. That was just very inspiring to me. And um, just seeing their living conditions. Like I said, I had never been to a third world country before. And it was just it blew my mind that first few times I went in a house. It was just wild to me just seeing that. And it really makes you feel how fortunate you are. But then you, it's not like it's sad or it's sad, but then how joyful the people are, it kind of contradicts that. I don't know how to explain that perfectly, but it was really cool. Then we would have lunch with one of the people in their houses and y'all, Chicken in Honduras, I guess, just tastes different because it's really good. And the juice there, oh my gosh, amazing. Then we would have um, like a young adults vacation Bible school thing. We would go back to the um, missioner's house, have a holy hour, which was amazing. Really loved that. Dinner, like I said, Honduras food, snacks. Then we would hang out with all the people on the trip. And I met so many new people that we actually had people from Honduras living with us which was really cool just to get to know them because we both didn't speak each other's languages. So we would have a little dictionary and like try and highlight words that we were trying to say. And it was really cool. We would play like throw around a tennis ball with them. It was awesome. Then we would prep for tomorrow night prayer. Awesome. And then I had, we would go to bed, but really just talk till we literally passed out and like, I don't even know and get up and do the same thing next day. It was really awesome. And then um, by the end of the trip, you would have a little retreat with your village. And the really cool thing about El Paradiso was that we expected to have a max like 100 kids, right, come to this little day retreat. Turns out there were 150. We did not imagine. We had enough food and everything, which was fantastic. But it was crazy to say the least. And I would – each day we would perform a little skit for them. So it was my turn to do a little skit about, I was supposed to portray like this girl who did, couldn't find her talent till like Jesus showed her how to paint. So I would try like playing the guitar and I was really bad at it and all this stuff. And I had to fake sing. So I was like, oh, like really bad. And making 150 kids laugh is the most amazing thing I've ever experienced because yeah, I really like, Obviously, I crack a lot of jokes. I mean, if you listen to this podcast, I'm a goofball, and I love making people laugh. So having 150 kids laugh was like, ah, music to my ears. Amazing. So yeah, that's basically the rundown of our days, kind of. There's obviously a lot of stuff in between, but um, I just wanted to share with y'all how I encountered Christ throughout this trip, because I was praying, like, God, I I know you're calling me to go to Honduras. I want to like encounter you in some way. Cause really before I, I knew Jesus was there obviously, but I've never like had a really intimate moment with her, him. And oh my gosh, did it happen all the time in Honduras? It was amazing. So I'm going to tell you 
two quick stories. Actually, it's one. But um, I was praying during a holy hour. And then it was like one of those first days I was there. And I was really just missing my family. And yeah, just really nervous. And I said, God, if I'm supposed to be here, like, give me a sign. And um, which obviously I was, I'm like, y'all. I was wigging out. How many times have I asked for a sign already? This is time two, and I'm already in Honduras. It's not like I can go back now. So I was praying, like, what am I supposed to do here? Two seconds later, this brother, friar, I don't know what it was. I forget. But um, he came in with a relic of St. Therese, like her bone, y'all. And I was like, (gasps) if this is not a sign, I don't know what is. Because boy literally just brought in a saint, one of the ones I've loved, like, since itty-bitty. I've learned about her, and she's just, uh, St. Therese has really been stalking me throughout my whole life. I've just come to realize it, like, these past two weeks, but, uh, just getting to pray over her little bone, I prayed, oh, I, I, I don't know if I prayed that hard in a long time, but it was just so awesome just to have that sign, like, yeah, I'm supposed to be here, and here's your girl, like, really just watching out for you it was really cool and then yeah like I said um I encountered like the way I encounter Christ really in my day-to-day life is really just through the people that I meet like even at school um just like when I see kindness in people that's how I know like hey this is Jesus like coming to like you know give you a pat on the back or like when people reach out to me that's how I encounter him so encountering him through the people of Honduras was just amazing um one particular story that sticks out to me is this church that we would have to hike up to was on kind of this really, really steep hill. And there were old, like really, really old women hiking up to go to mass because they were so excited to receive Jesus. Because in Honduras, you couldn't, you can't receive communion like on a week to week basis like we can, or we can receive it daily in the United States. But it's so hard to get there's not enough priests and they can't get communion out. They, they can only receive it once a month, except when the missioners are there. Missionaries, sorry, missioners of Christ, missionaries. Um, when they're there, we have mass, I think on a daily, every other day basis. I can't remember. Well, we had it daily, but I think it was every day in the um, village. So if they had a chance to receive communion, these old women would hike up this mountain to go because they were just so excited to receive it. And you can, you could see in their faces that they were tired but it was just really inspiring to me. Or I encountered Christ. The story was we were in this house and it was made out of mud and wood. And it was just, it was really, it's like one of those things that you see on like those commercials on TV. It was just heart wrenching. And I saw this tarp in the middle of the um, house. And I was like, I don't know, what is that? What is it? So I go up to see, and there was a baby inside y'all that like, that was its crib. And it broke my heart for that baby. And it automatically just reminded me of Jesus in a manger because you you hear about it your whole life and you see those cute little cartoons of Jesus in a manger and he's smiling but how just awful would that have been for Mary to literally put Jesus in a little food trough for like animals it's I don't know it just blew my mind and then seeing this baby in a tarp kind of reminded me of that so it really just just made me appreciate everything back home for sure and then um yeah, the missionaries that I met in Honduras completely changed my life. I had never really seen, like, young people, like, who were a little older than me that were, like, genuinely invested in their faith, and it didn't make them, like, they weren't, like, crazy overboard with it, if you know what I mean. They were, like, really cool, and I looked up to these people, and oh my gosh, it was just wild to see, like, everybody was smiling during Mass. 
I paid attention during mass. I wasn't drifting off because everyone was just so invested and it was so inspiring to me. Yeah. And I never seen anything like that. So shout out just to some of the missionaries that were there. Carol girl changed my life. I love her. Kate love her too. Omar, just the funniest man in the world. I love him. Mari Bell and Vanessa, they were all amazing and I miss all of them and everyone else who was there as well. They were just so inspiring. And, um, yeah, it was just a great experience. I couldn't say enough good things about it. And then, um, my last kind of little bullet point that's focusing on mission is just like how it's changed me since coming home to the States. So when I came, when I came back, it was only 12 days. It was a 12 day mission trip. And I gave y'all like a really brief synopsis of it, obviously, but it really changed me. Like when I came back, you get on that, um, I don't know, like if y'all have ever been to a retreat or something, they call it like a retreat high. Like you're like, yes, I'm going to like give my life to the Lord and do all this stuff. So I was like that for the first while. And then I get back into all my old habits. But I really didn't realize how much Honduras changed me till I went to college, actually, which is crazy. But just seeing like things that I would do that were, it wasn't, it's not out of the norm or not saying that it's like better than everything else. But it's just like how I decided to live my life and how what things I valued going into school came from Honduras in my background in my high school. But Honduras like really, I don't know, just came up a lot. And um, yeah, it was really cool. But I, I had this one, um, Kate, I mentioned her earlier. She gave me this advice like right when we were leaving. I was like, girl, I see Christ in you. And you like impacted me. I I told her right before we left. And she said to me, like, he lives in me. He lives in you. Y'all. Hello. It just like really was never ingrained in my brain like that or never said like straight up, like guys, he's in us. And these people that I look up to, it's the same thing that's in me as well. And I can do that same thing to other people. So that was really cool. And also Honduras, I feel like anywhere you go on mission, honestly, it'll just come up randomly, like in your day-to-day life. Um, At ECU, at our Newman Center, we have this thing called Abide, which is a praise and worship holy hour that um, we did like every other week, once a month for a while. And um, the first Abide that I went to was one of the first ones that they did. And I really didn't know anyone from Newman. So I was kind of nervous to go, but I just went. And they sang the song. Emma, Emma Pelham. I mean, how do we not talk about her in every single episode? I really don't understand. I, anyway, we love her. Honestly, all the missionaries, I feel like, yeah, since Honduras, missionaries have just followed me throughout my life. So I really don't know what's going on. If you'd like to give me some answers, that would be great. But um, we had Abide and Emma sang this song, Good, Good Father, which I, which we sang in Honduras. Um, Yeah, I really wasn't into worship music too much since just the stuff that we sang in Honduras and um I heard good good father and I just started crying in the back of Newman like bawling hard I was like you know what I'm supposed to be here and it was just really cool and um last little story kind of I keep saying that but there's just so much good stuff um if y'all have focus on your campus or don't if you guys like want to go to seek want to go if you want to hear about sls hit me up because sls 
2020 was amazing. I went for my first time. It was so cool. And I think, honestly, my favorite memory of going to SLS was reuniting with these people from Honduras that I literally thought I would never see again. But I knew there were, I saw there was a Honduras booth. And I was like, I think that's the Missionaries of Christ, which is the missionaries that we went with um, in Honduras. So, of course, like your girl's booking it over there. And then I see these people. I saw Carol again and Aaron. Oh, my gosh. Like, I know some people listen to the podcast, so they'll know these names. But, y'all, I, like, um, remained calm, kind of. I was flipping out. But my good friend Susie was with me when I was, like, reuniting with them. And I was like, girl, I just got to, like, go to the restroom. I'll, like, meet up with you in a second. Your girl went to the bathroom and just straight up cried because I was so excited just to see these people again, and I didn't expect it. It was amazing. So, yeah, um, just thank you to everyone who went on that mission trip with me and all the missionaries and just ev- oh, the people of Honduras. I know. I don't know if – I seriously doubt anyone's listening, but if you ever find this podcast, y'all changed my life, and I can't thank you enough for it. I hope my little – doodad little explanation of mission just gave y'all a little taste of how awesome it can be because y'all it's so good and I just think mission's really important just it gets you out of your comfort zone because obviously yeah I said I was super nervous to go I'm super clumsy so climbing up those hills like scared the crap out it wasn't even a hill I don't even know what to call it, it wasn't a cliff it wasn't a hill but it was like really in between because they were steep you go into mission thinking that you're gonna help these people but you come out of it and they helped you way more than you can ever help them they'll change your life the people that you're going to help not I mean yeah the missionaries did as well but I didn't go like going to help them I went to go help these people in Honduras and evangelize and all this stuff and they did it to me. And it was just, oh, it was so good. So yeah, if y'all can ever go to Honduras, I encourage you to. I'm going to insert a clip. I'm going to pray the Our Father with you guys in Spanish. And I think we should just pray this together. Let's get those Honduras vibes going. And yeah. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Padre Nuestro, que estas en el cielo, santificado sea tu nombre. Venga a nosotros tu reino, hágase tu voluntad en la tierra como en el cielo. Danos hoy nosotros el pan de cada día, perdona nuestras ofensas, como también nosotros perdonamos a los que nos ofenden. No nos dejes caer en la tentación, y libros de mal. Amén. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amén. Now I know my pronunciation was not perfect. But I just wanted to pray with y'all the way I was praying in Honduras. That was just something, yeah, that I thought would be really cool. And I just want to say to people who went on the trip with me, um, hola, gracias, por todo. I think that's, thank you for everything. Um, Yeah, I just love you all a lot. And yeah, thanks for going on a trip with me that changed my life. Or being there in Honduras waiting for us and greeting us with just, the warmest welcome ever. I really love y'all and I'm always praying for you. So just know of my prayers and appreciation for all of you. Also, quick little side note, um, one of the people that went with me on the trip, her name's Grace Ann, she made a video um, filming us in Honduras and I'm linking the link to it, which is on YouTube. Um, so you can just get to see me in Honduras and more importantly, the kids. 
that were there and just their smiles and um yeah I'll get to put a little image to what I've been describing for you guys I think you I think you would like it so I definitely encourage you to watch it it's really beautiful and the music is killer definitely let me know if you watch the video what you think of it if that's how you pictured Honduras I would be interested to hearing from you guys but yeah thank you I appreciate you just listening to me talk about this for so long that's about all I have thank you for praying with me um I have a link in the show notes I have a Honduras playlist that were all the bops we would bop to in Honduras definitely give it a listen and if you went to Honduras with me DM me. Let's get in contact again and share this with someone else who went on the trip because, yeah, I miss y'all. Y'all were great. And God bless. Let's pass it on over to Katie Duff, who's going to talk about her mission experience. I am so, so excited to hear about it. Thank you so much, Mallory. Um, that was just awesome. When Mallory first told me about her mission experience in Honduras, like I had heard bits and pieces of it from throughout the school year. Um, but it wasn't until just like last night that she told me like the extent of what she learned on this trip. And it's just truly inspiring. Um, like what she did and how vulnerable she was the entire time and how like she was just so willing to tell you guys that she was nervous like part of her did not want to be there but at the end of the day like she was there she was doing God's work and she learned so much along the way so props to you girl my mission experience is a lot different from Mallory's I think that no matter who you are where you are in the world everyone's experience is going to be different but this is just my little spiel so before mission um, just to preface, I've been on two mission trips. Both of them have been to Catholic Heart Work Camps. They're like a summer camp mission trip organization based out of the United States. They put on camps throughout the United States, and they also have some international camps. Um, so both of these camps that I went to were Catholic Heart Work Camps. My first one was in Morganton, North Carolina, and the second one was in Greensboro, North Carolina. So both in-state mission trips, but two very very like inspiring just like amazing experiences and I'll go into that in a little bit so before mission trip I was super 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 excited to go on mission both times I was definitely that kid who went on all the church trips went on all the retreats and I just had been longing and searching for another trip to go on so not only was this just another trip, but I knew that I would be serving God along the way. So it was a double win and I was super, super pumped. Um, just a little bit of like before mission trip stuff. Um, I know that for a lot of mission trips, people do fundraisers and stuff. So some of the things that we did to fundraise were in the winter, we had a parish bingo night. So a lot of the people who were going on mission trips would come and of course, the people are on the parish would come to, um, they would donate money for all for the mission trip. And it was just awesome to be with these like older adults and some like elderly people. And they would get so competitive playing bingo. It was hilarious. And I'm a little bit upset spaghetti because I did not win the hurricanes tickets, but you know, it's fine. Yes. Mallory's looking at me like, what is going? Yes. Legit Carolina hurricanes, hockey tickets. Did not win them. It's fine, though. I love the Carolina Hurricanes. Girl, I am so sorry. It's a newfound love for them, but girl, we'll just have to go and make up for it to a game when things start to open back up again because that is the most unfortunate thing I've ever heard. Continue. Oh, my gosh. 
Yeah. I mean, they weren't like New York Rangers tickets because my family is huge Rangers fans. Sorry, not sorry. Come at me if you will, you would like. Anyways, not the purpose of this podcast. Anyways, going on. Later on, we had brainwash in the spring like when it got warmer out. So the preface of like what brainwash is, is on weekends people would go to mass they would drop their cars off in like this little lot we would wash their cars while they were praying in mass and then when they came out they were all spanking clean so that's how we raised money going into mission trip now so i just like to talk about my headspace going into mission trip um it's a little bit weird how i'm talking about this now but i think that you'll get a sense of like what i was going through while i was on mission so Talking about my first mission trip, I attended it, was it, again, a Catholic Heart Work Camp in Morganton, North Carolina during the year 2018. This trip was filled with just a bunch of highs and lows. During my first day at my work site, I received news that one of my uncles had passed away from stage four lung cancer, and this truly gutted me. And it was really hard to go about my day and try to be happy and even harder to go into the world and try to serve others while I was just so deeply hurt. But as I reflect on this experience, I remember Jesus dying on the cross for us. He was suffering while he was in so much pain and he knew, but like at the end of the day, he just knew that something beautiful was to come about that. And yes, my suffering was nothing at all like Jesus, but it reminds me that if Jesus could get through that, then I could get through this. And I remember like, specifically this like one moment I was painting one of my residents his like his house we had to paint the exterior of his house and I'm like over here sobbing while I'm painting this guy's house and I just remember this and like hold on to that and I just stop crying I mean I'm sure that Jesus would be like girl it's all right to cry like it's sad you know but like I pull myself together because I know that Jesus did that for me Jesus died on the cross for me for you for everybody for everybody remember that and hold on to that So moving on to my second mission trip, again, another great, amazing Catholic Heart Work Camp in Greensboro, North Carolina. This was in the summer of 2019. This was the summer before my freshman year of college, and as excited as I was to go back to Catholic Heart Work Camp for yet another amazing summer, I was still a little bit nervous because of what had happened last summer. And I prayed and I prayed to God that this would be just a really good trip for me. I pray that nothing bad would happen to anyone that I knew while I was on this trip. And while on the last Catholic Heart Work Camp, I was dealing with a death in the family, this trip I was dealing with leaving to go to college in just a month. I was nervous because I really found a home at my church. All my friends went to my church, and I was really just sad that we were all going our separate ways. I was nervous that I wouldn't be able to find that sense of home anywhere else. And most importantly, I was scared of losing my relationship with God when I left home to go to college. So I'll go into a little bit more of those stories later on, um, but for now I just would love to talk to you about my residents that I was serving. I love my residents y'all so 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 much and I'm just so grateful that I was able to serve them on these mission trips and as I mentioned earlier both of these trips were very different from one another including what I was doing and the people that I was serving. So throwing it back to Morganton. I was serving a retired veteran named Otis. My work team and I just loved getting to know him over the week. And some of the things that we did were, he had this like gigantic deck that I think he got. I don't know where he got it, but it was on the side of his 
his house and it was like covered in bushes and stuff so we had to like cut all the bushes and or, like move stuff away from it and then we had to carry this like hundreds of pounds like it was I don't remember what it was but our entire work team had to carry this deck from the side of his house all the way to his back his backyard and he wanted it attached to his house so we did that and then we built some stairs for him so that he can get up and down his deck um we also had to paint the ceiling um inside of his house and we painted the exterior of his house like his trim was like a dark like duke color blue and then like the the other parts of the exterior were a lighter Carolina blue. So it was really cool. And then in Greensboro, we did something completely different. Um, I was volunteering with my work team in a, at a nursing home. For a few days, we were working closely with people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And as you can see, both of those experiences were very, very different. With this experience in particular, I think it was just a challenge to get to know some of the residents because they would just forget who you were after a while and they would just get scared because they don't know you um, or they would lose their train of thought mid-sentence and they would just feel really awful because they don't know what's going on. So, you know, going into that experience, the people who worked there were trying to give us some tips on like how to make them comfortable, um, to try not to make them feel bad if they forget mid-sentence. Um, but it was just really awesome just to get to know them all, all the people who lived there and hear their stories and play games with them. Um, some of them were like really, really competitive and it was insane, but I really enjoyed it. Um, some of the games that I remember playing, um, one was this like balloon and pool noodle game. I don't even know how they created this game or whatever, but like these residents would be like popping off. Like, you know how like there's this stereotype that like old people really love playing bingo. This was their bingo. Like, oh my gosh. So all of these residents would get up in this like like game room looking thing and they would like get in these chairs or they would have like their their walkers all around them they would get in the circle and the lady who worked there would give everybody like half like a quarter of a pool noodle and blow up this gigantic balloon and they would just swat it at each other like that was the game that's what it was like they loved swatting it at each other and they would trash talk each other and just like go off it was hilarious i forget one of these ladies but she, it was like we were on the tennis courts, like the slander I would hear. It was hilarious, but I had a great time. And this was also like in the same department with all the people with Alzheimer's and dementia. And they just loved hanging out with like younger kids and like talking with us. But it was just really awesome. And then two other things we did in that like a nursing home were on the last day we were at this nursing home, we put on a fashion show. So we got all these costumes that we had in this closet and we like put together some outfits and then I was the MC. So I was telling like, you know, we have this person wearing this and this and this and like, like these are some fun facts about this person and they loved like hearing this like all the stuff about the people. We did like a little bit of a talent show on for them and they just loved it because they don't really see that many young people that much or like just have that much going on right like for their for themselves right now. So it was just awesome to hang out with them and make them laugh and just be there with them. And then I remember like early on that day we did another thing. We put on like a photo shoot 
and um, we did some stuff with the residents in a different department and we like gathered some of the same costumes that we put on during the fashion show and we put them on our residents and we like got little backgrounds for them we took like little pictures and they were posted all over their Facebook page um, I remember painting the nails of some of the residents and I was just talking with them asking them what color they wanted and them telling me all about their families and telling me like, oh, my granddaughter's coming for lunch today and I'm so excited. I'm going to a wedding. They're taking me. I want you to paint my nails and all this stuff. It was just really awesome just to hear their lives. And I was just super humbled by the entire experience. Um, so yeah, a little bit more about how the camps worked. So um, just like an kind of an itinerary schedule here. We would wake up kind of like Mallory around six or seven in the morning. We'd get up at like 6.30, breakfast was served then. And then at seven, we would have mass. Don't worry guys, there's an hour like where we would like not eat because you know you can't eat an hour before receiving communion. Anyways, we would have mass immediately like smack seven o'clock in the morning. And it's hard in the beginning, but like once you get in the gist of going to mass early in the morning, like I can't see a better way to like start your day off other than being with Jesus and like hearing a bomb homily. Like it was amazing. So after we would have mass, we would then like meet up with our work sites, um, with our work teams, I'm sorry, and then go to our work sites for a majority of the day. Then we would come back to our work site, uh, sorry, our home site, like where we were staying. Um, if you were lucky enough you would either have a like a shower facility on your home site and if not you had to go like to some other shower facility like a YMCA or um like a school gym or whatever um anyways so I remember during my first mission trip we stayed at the North Carolina school for the deaf and it was a boarding school so we had shower facilities on the site so that was amazing um, but in Greensboro, we stayed at a church and there was no shower facilities there. So I remember since I was with an adult crew, cause we were all over 18, um, we had to go to UNC Greensboro's like recreation center. So we showered over there and then we would go back to our home site. Anyways, when we would get back for a couple hours, everyone just hung out and tried to rest because we were all exhausted from being at our work sites. And then we would have dinner together more chill time. People can go outside, hang out in their rooms or hang out in the cafeteria, play games and stuff. And then we would have evening program. Now evening program was the bomb diggity dong. I'm telling you guys. So little like taste of Catholic heart work camp here. So Sunday night was kind of like your introductory get to know you night, kind of like the first day of school. Um, so you would have, um, you would get to know your work teams and your work teams are from all over the country. You would have some people from your own parish, some people from your state, like people would come from all over the country to these camps. So it was like really amazing just to like make friends and get to know these people. So you would like do a bunch of like team bonding experiences. Um, but also like we would go over the rules for the camp and a lot of safety stuff. Cause like we're doing mission work. So we want everyone to be safe. Um, but also have fun like the entire week. Monday night was praise and worship night. So we would have a musician with us the entire week. Um, I remember um, my first mission trip, we had John Finch for people that know him. And then PJ Anderson was at my second mission trip. He's like a huge like Catholic um, musician that a lot of people know of. He's like huge in the Catholic heart work camp, like 
organization. So love PJ Anderson. And then, so we had praise and worship night. We would also have like talks throughout the entire like week. Tuesday night was the most amazing dance party, like a rave for Jesus. Um, like just Jesus bops with also like secular, like early 2000s music, like straight bangers. And then like, it was just like the transition was like honestly crazy. We would go from like jumping up and down, going crazy to adoration, just like boom, smack, we're going into adoration. I was like, oh my gosh. And every single time adoration's brought out, I'm sobbing. Like lots and lots of boxes of tissues were used during my experience at Catholic Heartwork Camp because oh my gosh, guys, I cried so much. Jesus is right in front of you. And then we've got this like crazy good musician singing some really good Jesus songs. And I'm just like a mess the entire time. And I've got like my best friends who all go to my church, like holding on to each other. And we're like, we're experiencing Jesus together. It's amazing. Whew. Anyways, um, just some like, again, some important things that I think I took out of mission were, um, as I was m- talking about earlier, my uncle had passed away during my first mission trip. So um, Catholic Heart Work Camp has this, um, one of these nights on Wednesday night called Four Corners. Um, I'm not going to go into it that deeply because if you do want to go to a Catholic Heart Work Camp, I don't want to like spoil that for you and spoil that experience. Um, but I would just like to highlight this one conversation that I had with one of the staff members Um, so his name was Nick and he was very much a lot like Mallory, like an adult Disney lover and just truly amazing. And I remember just sitting down with him and him just being so welcoming and loving when I sat down to talk to him, he was like, yo, what's up? And he was like, I just kind of opened up to him about what was going on in my life. And then he was like, Katie, have you ever been on a roller coaster? And I was like, yeah. Like, where are you going with this? And then he was like, yeah. So like our relationship is kind of like with God is a lot like a roller coaster. Like we'll have those like high moments, like when you're on retreat or you're going on a mission, um, but you also will have these low moments, you know? And like right now you're in a low moment, but it's always about that climb back up to that peak. And then we talked about like Miley Cyrus's The Climb song and how like relatable that song is and how like truly it is about like Jesus low key. So I love that. And he just told me like, you know, I know that you're sad and I know that you're angry right now and that's okay. Um, Like God wants to be there for you during that. Like, yes, God wants to be there for you like when you're happy and when you're having fun, but he also wants to be there for you when you're sad and you you feel alone. And especially like, even when you feel angry with him and you hate him, he wants to be there for you throughout it all. And like, don't be afraid to tell him that you're pissed off at him. Like, I mean, that's awful to say, you know, but like he wants to be there during every nitty gritty moment of your life. Like, I don't think people hear that enough, especially when like you're not feeling it. He wants to be there for you. Um, Another thing that I did was I talked to this priest called Father Norman. Um, He's from Kentucky. Father Norman, if you ever listen to this, I highly doubt you will, but I love this man so much. One of the coolest people I will ever meet in my entire life. So. When I found out that my uncle passed away, I, of course, called my family to check on them, but I just felt this gut instinct to talk to him. So I was looking all over the school for him that we were staying at, and one nice adult saw me, like, hysterically crying and went to go get him. I felt super embarrassed at the time for crying, but, like, I was just a mess. So we sat down, and I talked to him about what was going on, 
and he just gave me a lot of advice. He told me about some similar experiences he had been through. And some of the advice that he told me was just to hold on to those good memories and to remember that he's no longer suffering because he's now with God and that he'll always be in my heart and he'll always be looking out for me. And that was just like whatever he said in that moment. I can't remember every little thing, but like it was perfect and it was exactly what I needed. And every day at mass in the morning, he would pray for him um, during the intentions. And it like got me crying every single time. And I feel like every single day, the musician saying, come as you are by Crowder. And I, guys, I'm going to cry now. But like I cried every single time to that song. It's now like a, a sad, like sad girl hour song because it gets me in my feels. Um, but yeah, it was just truly amazing. And I'll always remember my experiences at Catholic Artwork Camp. And I know some of you guys may know how much of an impact this organization has left on me as a camper. And I would never, you know, take those experiences for granted. And I know that as a college student, I would just be so lucky to be able to serve as a summer staff member in the future. I know that, you know, in the light of coronavirus, that may not be possible. I know that this organization has canceled all of their summer camps this summer because of Corona, but I hope that in the near future, in future summers, I'll be able to serve at least one summer as a staff member to put on these camps around the country and um, to be able to serve these students because not only is it just an amazing camp for service, like you're serving people that really, really, really need it, but you're also like experiencing a great summer camp but also you're working on your relationship with God along the way like it's a triple whammy like amazing so if you've never been on a Catholic heart work camp get in touch with your youth ministers get in touch with your parish or get in touch with a church that's going I highly 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 recommend that you go to a Catholic heart work camp or go on a mission trip in general um so just a couple of takeaways here about after I came home so after my first mission trip, I definitely struggled with my relationship with God for a while. I kind of asked myself, you know, should I walk away? Should I stay and fight my own demons? Like, what should I do here? Um, I was supposed to be the president of the youth council that year. Like, everybody was looking up to me about, like, the decisions that I was making. But, like, deep down, like, I felt terrible. Um but like at the end of the day, I remember being at mass like a week after and thinking, you know, how easy it would be for me to just walk away right now. But like, I'm not going to do that because like my like, identity is being a child of God. So I wanted to fight my own demons and like continue to like push and challenge myself in my relationship with God. And I'm so glad that I did that. And also um, after my second mission trip, I was scared about going to college and I did not know what to do, but I again talked to another um, Catholic Heart Work Camp staff member. His name was Noah and he was amazing. He goes to Notre Dame and I was like, yo, that's cool. My dad's like favorite football team is Notre Dame. And he told me all about his experience um, and the conversation that I had with him led me to doing a lot of research into ECU and the kinds of like Christian groups that they had. And it led me to finding my Newman Center on campus. And I found out um, very soon after my housing assignment and it was within five minutes of a walk to my Newman Center. So 
I was so grateful that I was able to find those resources very quickly um, and just be able to find my best friends in college who share the same values as me and help me find a home at my school. Um, so yeah, I highly recommend going on a mission trip. You'll see your life in a whole different way. And if you do go, please keep an open mind and an open heart because you never know what you might learn on this trip. And you may not realize it in the moment, but it will definitely hit you in the face eventually. Um, push yourself outside of your comfort zone. And like Mallory said, um, with mission trips, like you think like you go into a mission trip and you're going to help people, but like you leave and you realize that they helped you too. Like you, they helped you see that like you're so incredibly blessed and you are just incredibly humbled by the entire experience. So yeah, mission trips are awesome. Highly, highly, highly recommend. Girl, that was beautiful. Ugh. I didn't know all that stuff about, I've yeah, never heard about Catholic, Catholic heart work camp, heart work camp, I can't speak, but that's just beautiful, your experience, and thank you for sharing and being so vulnerable about, yeah, especially your first mission trip, that's really beautiful, just seeing, yeah, that roller coaster ride, because girl, it sure as heck is, just going on that, mm, you gotta buckle up, girl, because, <laughs> a lot. That's crazy. But yeah, I really admire you for just sharing all of that. And especially I, I liked um, that you said Jesus wants like wants to be with you when you're angry and he wants to know about that because that is something until recently, like I never really knew. And now you would always try and I would always try and hide that, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's really cool that you're, you're sharing that. I love that. But um, Dude. awesome. Awesome. So yeah, I hope you guys enjoyed this little episode um about mission it's just the best i know we can't speak highly enough about it sign a petition if you think katie and i should go on a mission trip together because i think we would rock it oh my gosh focus has something i being on a mission together like those girl girl, those people won't know what they're getting in for but it'll be a good time know what hit them they really won't but yeah, if you like this episode, um, be sure to let us know. Leave us um rating review on Apple Podcasts would be great. Really would appreciate it. Click those five stars. Would love to see it. Guys, check out our Instagram page at precious.beloved.podcast. We will be posting some promo stuff on there, some pictures uh, from our mission trips, um, and a little bit of like fun facts and maybe a few brief stories. Um, so yeah. Give us a follow on there. We'll be in touch with everybody. If you have any topics or ideas for us to talk about on the podcast, shoot us a text, shoot us a DM. We're always open to new ideas. Um, I hope you guys have a beautiful and safe 4th of July. It's going to be awesome, guys. We'll see you very soon. And always remember that you are precious, Precious. beloved, Beloved and something else. Peace out, y'all. Y'all.